distracted by it. Go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles, or turn on your Bibles to Luke 9. That's where we're going to be this morning. This morning, we are going to be finishing up our series uh, called The Light. We're going to be talking about how the light plays into the Lord's Supper, which we're going to be doing later in Christmas, which is this coming week, but also our day-to-day lives. And so I have about 10 minutes to do that, and we're going to we're going to do it, all right? This is my first time speaking in big church. Anybody used to call this big church with me? So hopefully the, uh, Cliff and them won't regret this decision to let me speak. So. But uh, we're going to read Luke chapter 9, 28 through 35. And this is the NIV, so read with me. It says this, About eight days after Jesus said this, now... The this that it's referring to, just to let you know, is that Jesus had just told his disciples that he was God and that he was going to be killed and resurrected. So that's what the this is referring to. So eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving, as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah." He didn't know what he was saying. Uh, While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Let's pray. Father God, I'm so happy that you've given me the opportunity to speak this morning, but you know that I mumble words. I, I can't speak very well, so I just ask that you would speak through me. I pray that you would open up all of our hearts and that in this room this morning, you would speak to us and, la- and let your message be heard. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So like I said, we're finishing up our series called The Light, right? And, and what we've talked about in previous uh, weeks is that we know that Jesus is the light, right? And we know that the light guides us and draws us to itself. And so today we get to end with a very encouraging and exciting truth. And that truth is this. We get to experience the light firsthand. We get to experience the light firsthand. So, I like to do this. Just just going over our passage again. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John. uh, Those were his three main guys. They go up on this mountain. They're praying. And and the scripture says that as they're praying, Jesus' appearance starts to change. His clothes get really bright. Right? The scripture says it turns his clothes and his appearance is bright as a flash of lightning, which I don't know if anybody else other than me, maybe I'm an attractor to this, but has been close to lightning strikes, right? Never been hit. That might explain a lot if I had been hit, but I haven't been hit. I've been close. It's extremely bright if you've ever been close. So on top of that, it says then that, that Moses and Elijah appear and start talking to Jesus. Now, if you don't know anything about Moses and Elijah, these guys are dead, and they've been, been dead for a long time. Those are Old Testament dudes, and if I saw that, I might be a little scared. So, that's, so awesome stuff is happening on the top of this mountain. Scripture says that Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. 
So what that means is, is that Peter, James, and John got to see Jesus in all of his glory. When they were fully awake, they saw his glory. The, the now visible glory of Jesus was what was changing Jesus' appearance. So, so it was what was making him shine brightly, shine as bright as a flash of lightning. It made him physically bright. It turned him physically into the light that we've been talking about in the previous weeks. I mean, Peter, James, and John are literally seeing the source of the light that we've been talking about. So, first off, I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine that, right? I can't imagine just being able to live during Jesus' day and see Jesus face to face, right? Can you imagine that? Let alone seeing him unfiltered, where all of his glory, all of his power is, is present, right? That would be amazing, breathtaking, leave me speechless. However, I'm not Peter, and it did not leave Peter speechless, all right? Peter speaks before he thinks. Peter likes to speak before he thinks, and in this situation, Scripture adds on top of that that he was very sleepy, right? So he was barely awake. So, am I feeding back? I mean, Scripture says plain and simple, he, he really doesn't know what he was saying, right? I read that earlier, a little. He doesn't know what he was saying. So, so Peter's like, Jesus, this is awesome. Let's break out our Coleman tents. Right? I've got my pop-up tent. Let's break them out. Let's just camp here. Let's just dwell in this place. This is, it's good for us to be here. You know, We'll put up a tent for you. We'll put up a tent for Moses and Elijah. And me and James and John will figure something out. But it's great that we're here. Let's just stay here. And, and in the middle of Peter's unthought-out and dumb idea, right? Scripture says, that, that God interrupts. This cloud comes and the voice of God is heard. And it says, this is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Right? Which to me is God's way of nicely saying to Peter, shut up. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't, God wouldn't say that. But that's what I think. is like, Peter's like, I have the best idea. Right? Listen to me and my great idea. And God's like, let me cut you off there for a second. Just listen to him. He's the one I've chosen. Listen to Jesus. Follow the light. Listen to him. So Peter, um, oh, and if you look back at this passage, and this is a big thing, if you look back at the passage, you see the purpose for them being there. You see that, that what Jesus and Moses and Elijah are talking about, what they're discussing, is Jesus' departure from this earth that was going to come up and it was going to happen soon in Jerusalem, right? So they were discussing Jesus' departure. Peter, James, and John, they were getting a teaser trailer. When they were experiencing the light, when they were experiencing Jesus unfiltered in all his glory, they were getting a teaser trailer for coming attractions, right? They were see, seeing and experiencing Jesus firsthand in all of his glory. They were experiencing the light firsthand. Their heads... And my head would have been in the same place. Their heads were in that moment on top of that mountain, right? They're like, I'm trying to comprehend what I'm seeing right here, right now. But Jesus' head was focusing on the future, on his coming departure in Jerusalem. Uh, He was focusing on his, and discussing with Moses and Elijah, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And, And that death, burial, and resurrection would allow for everybody to experience the light like Peter, James, and John were 
in that moment. It would allow for all of us to experience the unfiltered glory of Jesus, the unfiltered love of Jesus. Um, when Jesus, I want this, and this is an important thing, when Jesus gave himself over to be sacrificed, right, in Jerusalem, when the, when the time of his departure came, when he gave himself over to be sacrificed, there's not, there's not an idea or, or anything, any aspect of defeat in that, right? We think, oh, he got caught and he got killed. No, there was not an aspect of defeat or, or, or a frustrating of God's plans. Uh, it was his game plan all along. His life wasn't taken from him on the cross. He freely laid it down. Jesus died on the cross so that every one of us could experience the light of Jesus. So, so when I said Peter, James, and John were seeing that coming, attra- that trailer, you know, they were seeing what was to come. That's what I was talking about. Jesus died on the cross so that we could experience the same light, the same unfiltered glory and love that they experienced on that mountain. Jesus died on the cross so that everyone might experience it. That we might feel his glorious love that he so heavily, heavily pours out on us every day. That we might um, be set free from our sins and our shame. When we accept Christ, we get to experience the light that is his righteousness, his love, and, and his redemption. We get to experience that firsthand. So maybe... In your life, you, you have addictions that, you, that you're a slave to, or maybe you're in a relationship that's not healthy, and you, maybe you've experienced Jesus' light and his love and his guidance in those situations to where you can be strong and stand up for yourself or be strong and, and ask for forgiveness in those relationships where you need to be strong and ask for forgiveness. Or maybe, maybe that Jesus could transform your heart in the way that you think and the way that you see things to where that thing that was so pleasing and, and addictive and, and like seems like it would be the great thing to do is no longer like that and it disgusts you. Maybe you've experienced that, the transformation of, of, of feeling the glory of Jesus, of experiencing and having Him transform your heart. You see... On the mountain where the transfiguration took place, where Jesus' appearance became as bright as a flash of lightning, Peter, Peter was amazed by the moment. He was amazed uh, at what he was seeing. But what was taking place on that mountain wasn't just Jesus showing off how glorious he was. It wasn't just to let Peter, James, and John experience the light firsthand. It was to discuss and make preparations for Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. It was all about Jesus making his light available to all of mankind. It was all about the cross. It was all about the salvation that Jesus was going to purchase for us on the cross. The gift of life, of light, that we've been talking about in this series, the gift of light um, uh, that, that we have received with the birth of Jesus, which we're celebrating here at Christmas, but also the light that, that guides us and draws us to Jesus is guiding us and drawing us to the, his work on the cross. It's because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross that we get to experience his love and his glory. It's because of his sacrifice on the cross that we gain his righteousness 
and are redeemed from our sin. And it's because the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross that we experience the light of Jesus firsthand. We get to experience the hope that we gain in the new life that he gives us. At Christmas, we're celebrating Jesus' birth. Jesus is coming to the earth as a man. And like I told our students as we've talked about this past couple weeks, we celebrate the birth of Jesus because the birth of Jesus leads to his life, but also his death, burial, and resurrection. Right? So we celebrate the birth of Jesus because it leads to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate Jesus as the greatest gift the world has ever received because he has bought, brought about our salvation and our redemption for everybody who receives it. And that is the greatest gift the world's ever received. Maybe you haven't made that connection. That's why we're celebrating him. That's why we say he is the greatest gift we've ever received. Because he's given us our salvation. He has purchased us, purchased that for us. Because of Jesus, we get to experience the light firsthand. And we get to live in right relationship with God like he intended us to. Just like Adam and Eve did before the fall of man, before sin entered the world. We get to experience that light. And we get to experience that gift firsthand in our lives. We see it moving. We feel it guiding us and pointing us in the direction that we need to go. And not only do we get to experience that firsthand, but we get to share it with others so that they can experience it firsthand. And, and that's amazing, right? The gift that we've, that we've received is amazing enough, right? Can I get an amen on that? But the fact that we get, then get to share it and see that gift transform someone else's life, that's amazing. That's so, that's so awesome. It's so encouraging to us, and it's worth celebrating. And so that's what we can celebrate with the birth of Jesus, but also every day, not just at Christmas. So today, we get to experience the light and celebrate the light uh, of Jesus by taking part in communion, right? So, and I love that we're doing communion Uh, here at Christmas. This is the last service that we have together before Christmas Day. And I love the fact that, that this morning we can celebrate the birth of Jesus by taking part in and showing our allegiance to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, you might be thinking that's kind of dark. We've talked about it in, b- before I came up here in this service. We've talked about the cross. We've focused on his sacrifice, his death. And you might be thinking that's kind of dark to talk about. It's Christmas time. It's all about happiness. It's all about smiles. But, but I really think it's not dark if you understand where the, the, the point from which we're coming, right? It's the, uh, you might be thinking that's, that's kind of dark. It, I think it's the opposite right? Instead of being dark, I think that it helps us celebrate the birth of Jesus, right? Remembering why Jesus came to the earth to die and pay the price for our sins helps us better celebrate the fact and the act of him coming to the earth with his birth, right? So remembering why he came helps us celebrate the fact that he did come. And so we're going to do that this morning. And I'm excited to do that with you, my brothers and sisters. And Cliff is going to come and lead us in that now. And I just want to pray for us and kind of bless that time. And um, just ask that God would continue to be worshipped and move in this place. Let's pray. Father God, I pray right now in this moment that you would just bless this time. 
And that as we take part in communion, that you would be glorified and that we would understand the actions that we are doing. We, were under, we would understand what it is that, that we are taking part in, what it is representing, that we are taking part in. We are showing our allegiance. We are showing our faith in you and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. We are taking part in the breaking of his body and the pouring out of his blood because we've experienced that light firsthand. We've experienced the changing of our heart, of our life, of every aspect of our lives by the sacrifice of Jesus. And so we take part in that today. And I just pray that you would just help our hearts focus on that and understand that. In Jesus' name, amen.